Hey, Buka, I'm on here with you <laughs> again. I've been on here with you all day. Yeah. <laughs> I've been recording all day, but I didn't release them all. No. I took the um, story off because I only wanted you to see it. I took it off. Yeah. I just felt so bold last night. I was like, forget this. Hey, Buka. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to my Buka. You seen it? Yeah. You like that? You listening? <laughs> oh, God. I'm so much better now. Yeah. God knew how much I was going to need you. Yeah. He knew exactly how much I was going to need you. Yeah. I'm feeling what you've been feeling the entire time. Yeah. It be a bit much sometimes. You're like, oh, God. It's not, it's not waiting. It's not patience. We have that. It's the fact that being in love and being away. Yeah, we're not up close and personal yet, and yet feel all of this on the inside regarding each other. Yes, sweetheart, the more, the more you, you know, the more you get, the more you, you know, your ties go up. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, <laughs> I'm trying to. All right, let me, let me, let me, test, let me first say this. I um, I was like, well, I'm gonna be real. You know, I'm a tither. I always tithe. But this time I was like, uh, you know, I get tied in other ways, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was thinking about, you know, strategizing and, you know, because I'm going to tell you why. Because, okay, you're welcome. You're, you're more than welcome. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you understand? Because, you know, um, I, I got to, you know, I made a promise. I made a promise to your grandmother that. I will always tithe, and I see her face in a vision, like, like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. And I'm like, okay, here's the tithes, God. And the thing about it is, it's like, when you have your heart, like, God, it doesn't matter. I'm going all out, trusting in you, believing in you, you know, with all that I have. I don't care if you want all of it, you know, still have the heart and know God will take great care of us. But my thing is, it's because... I'm ready to get back on the road again. Um, let me tell you what, what the situation is. It's not that, you know, the reason why I'm not driving is has nothing to do with money or any of that. I mean, you could put something down with your decent credit and just drive off and have a car note. That's nothing. Or even, you know, just purchase a vehicle. Every time I get close to purchasing or even thinking about it, I'll, I'll talk myself out of it. Especially if, if people who know me ask or my mother be like, girl, why you? Because my mom, she understands, you know, even though it was some time ago, but, you know, there was a very tragic, you know, accident that nearly killed me and my kid when I was pregnant, you know, left me in labor for five days. It was so many internal injuries going on and, you know, I, my my niece, I mean, not my niece, my cousin was 12. She went home to be with the Lord in the accident. My little brother, you know, his eye was swollen shut. His girlfriend had a broken arm. My mother was in hospice. They, they told her that, you know, had everybody come up there in the family, even those who in the church, you know, at our home church came up there to pray, you know, because they were telling her that, you know, there's nothing she can do. I mean, nothing that they can do or her body is just, that's it. That's it for her. She's a walking testimony. And trust me, she'd give it quick, and she have. You know, everybody who was there at the time heard that testimony and was shouting for joy. 
but um no she gave it at the women's conference before yeah but anyway um it took me and her two years to actually get in a car again any vehicle i don't care truck you understand it took us two years to get in a vehicle again we were just so skeptical because it, it came out of nowhere it happened so fast the guy what happened was he testified you know he told us he dozed off and when he woke up very quickly he thought he was pushing the brake or pushed the gas and went very heavy. In a 45-mile zone, he went 70, 75, so he's swerving to try to avoid cars and wind up going, you know, in the opposite side of traffic and hit us head on. And it happened so fast, we didn't even see it coming. The airbags, it saved our lives, but at the same time, it caused a lot of chest chest damage and um. I feel like my chest was caved in and then the smoke from the airbag, when that goes in your chest, that could cause, you know, pneumonia. So we had to do breathing tubes and all of that to flare our lungs out to get that smoke from the airbag out of our lungs, out of our chest. And that the airbag it crushed my chest so bad that I felt like it was broke. You know, it was so bad. I had to wear a brace to keep my ribs in place. And my spleen, it was just so much going on. And the seatbelt, it like, it kind of, it rubbed against my skin. It got me, you know, like a skin burn, but I thank God you can't even see it today. And I was just like, you know what? I'm so sick of reckless drivers, road rage, you know, people pushing each other down the road and people texting and driving and just, you know, just driving so recklessly, and, you know, that accident did so much. And I was just like, you know what? I am so skeptical of being on the road because when you're driving, you're driving for other people, you know? And it's, and it was just like, it was traumatizing to be on the road. I was like, I, I don't even, I can't stand the experience. I was like, God, you know, rushing people, everybody seemed like they rushing to go where, you know, so much road rage. I'll never forget one guy, you know, true story. They were going back and forth with their horns. Beep, beep, no, beep, 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 no, beep, 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 beep. And I said, you know, a gun go. He pulled out a gun and shoot him inside his vehicle. Wasn't even aware he had a child in the backseat. He must have had tents or something he didn't see. But it doesn't even matter. Like, it wasn't that serious. So much road rage. You can't even look at people when they cut you off anymore because it might turn, you know, worse, violent. You know, people not using signals. I was just like, God, they just, everybody just, some people, not everybody, but many people out here just going crazy on the road. It's making me nervous to be out there. Yeah. See, I had my license since I was 16. And very great driver. To me, I followed the manual. I followed the guidelines. <laughs> I do everything by the book. But I'm going to say this, though. If it's say 55, I mean, if it's say 45, I go like 53. Yeah, that's that. But I, I follow all the rules, you know. Um, I do everything according to the book. Yeah, that's what we supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably be going like 60. But God said to me, you be going fast. Slow down, okay? Please. You text and drive? Huh? I pledged against that. You text and drive? Is that what Father telling me to tell you? <laughs> Sweetie. But um, be careful, okay? And if you do, he's not, he's just giving me the words, texting and driving. Now, if you do, can you at least wait till you come to a stop? Yeah. The accident made me so skeptical of being on the road. So I turned down so many opportunities to buy me a vehicle. I had people want to sew vehicles into my life. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you real life stories. I mean, take me to the uh, dealership and pay for a full and just, you just, you know, no car, no, they paid the whole thing off. Yeah. And I was like, I'm okay. 
you know, thank you so much, and making up an excuse as to why, you know, you know, I didn't receive, but I said to God, I will, I would never turn down another blessing, another day in my life, you know, it's been a year since I, you know, haven't been working, so I, um, I'm trying to save up when I got my taxes this year, you know, I'm saving up, I'm, um, trying not to just go right now to purchase because, you know, I don't, I'm not on a, you know, nine to five anymore to have, you know, whatever I had from that job coming in, you know, been a year and you know what I was about to do, sweetheart? I rode past the place I turned my car. I mean, you know, I just, you know, turned my car and just giving it in. What I did was I had my car towed and in my fact, it's around here in, you know, Clinton, Maryland, not too far from, you know, if you, are you familiar with Branch Avenue, um, over there, not too far from the, uh, what you call it, uh, Red Lobster. But, uh, anyway, I, um, I rode past that. I was like, let me see if my car out there. Because the thing is, I got my, I gave them my keys. I took the taxes. God said, get rid of the car. God said, get rid of everything. And I said, okay, God, I'll do that. Because he knew it was too much memories. I bought that car. The thing is, sweetheart, I left my home when I got married. I left my place. And that was a place I was still staying at all that time when you wanted to take me home. That was, you know, 4th Street Southeast. I was still there. I was there. And he was from St. Mary's County. So we moved all the way to St. Mary's County, Charlotte Hall. And my son was still in school. And I wanted him to finish at least his last year, you know, in that elementary school because he'd been there since kindergarten. And it got so difficult, you know, the last year, you know, in between. So I had to really transfer him out for the rest of the remainder of the year. I didn't want to, but... It's just that commute for me, when I purchased my vehicle, I was driving from Charlotte Hall, St. Mary's to, you understand, Alabama Avenue every day. You know, excuse me, not Alabama, what is it? Uh, Pennsylvania Avenue every day. And that was like two, like two hours in traffic at a standstill before you can even get to, you know, smooth sailing. So I was just, I took like, like probably like three, four hours to get there three, four hours to get back. That was too much a day. And I just like, forget it. And then, you know, he had, you know, had his own, you know, home and everything over there. We just, you know, came and moved in. And I, I never really, that's why I say I never had nothing in my name that was in his name because he paid for everything. You know, I didn't have to really pay. My money was just going for expense, just extra stuff. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this story. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening to this. And by me being out there and living out there, it was like a big commute, you know. So what God did was, you know, during this time, I have no, I have no idea. God just told me to go back home. So I said, okay, I'm going back home. No matter if, you know, what happens, I'm, I'm listening to God. I got to go back home. Not even knowing that it's about to be a shutdown and all this. Now, remind you, I'm going back home to nothing because I left my place. You understand? So it's like, okay, now it's just me, my child, this car, and this man going back and forth to make sure we okay, but still staying with his hometown, you know, because he have his own place and, you know, his own every stuff that, you know, he don't want to leave. But anyway, so I, um, what I did was 
I, that's when I started going to hotels. I was paying twenty three hundred at first. I was paying for the cheap ones. Now, come on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you know. I'm always telling you everything. I was paying for the cheap ones at first, but then I then I witnessed someone got killed two doors down in a hotel room, and they pulled out a body in a stretcher. And I was like, somebody just died in this hotel. They was like, yeah. I was like, oh no, we out of here. Come on, David. And so I went to another cheap one to be honest. Then I never heard of bed bugs. I had bed bugs on my arm. Bed bug bites. And I was just like, what is these itching bites? What is what in the world is these? And someone told me, I was like, oh, I freaked out. I never heard of no bed bugs. We, I, we didn't grow up with that. Now we we had some roaches, but we didn't have no bed bugs. You understand? I never heard of that. So it, it's so bad. I was like, oh my God, we're not going here. So I said, I'm just going to invest in some, you know. If it's going to be more money, you know, pay for the luxury for you and your child. So I was paying, you know, 150 to 200, you know, a little bit more than that a night, you know, at times. And, you know, the man's still going back and forth, you know, and all of a sudden I went from the hotels. Then I, um, he, he came here and it was like, like what, 17, what, 17, like 1750. And. His income is the one that got the place. His income was the one that got the place because we had to make a certain amount of, you know, gross salary a year together. Now, I made great money, but, you know, two incomes is better, you know, seems to be better than one sometimes. And he made like, double what I had. And what happened was when he just decided, you know, we were, this is not God, you know, the quarantine, they go to shutdown. So now... I'm like, okay, now you're departing. Now you're going back to your house, back to your hometown. Okay, now your income going with you. So now I'm here in this place with my income. I have to report that you're gone. And they're going to find out that you are gone because you're not going to be here to sign the lease. So I can't lie. My life has changed. And that's when I'm going through all that process of, you know, something good is happening to you. Christ talking to me about you. That's the night I'm on the couch during that time. I'm messaging you about what's going on, what, you know, what God is doing. That's so why I said that was a lot going on during that time. I'm trying to tell you. It was so much for me, but I obeyed and I did it. You know, I thank God for the glory that manifested out of it. But, sweetheart, so I had to go and, re I had to go and report. But the thing is, I didn't have to go in the office. What happened was they knocked on the door and they were like, um, hello, Miss Hood, um, we come in to, you know, just check out everything. But they were really coming to be nosy because during that time, it's shut down for real. It's no going to work with the mask. No more six feet apart. No, it's just straight quarantine. No, All the offices, businesses are closed. So now they are looking around and see, you know, they see what goes on. People walking back and forth. And they knocked on the door. It was like, Miss um, Hood, you, um, uh, where's your husband? And I was like, oh, God, I have an opportunity to lie and say that he's on his way back or tell them the truth. And I said, you know what? I just rededicated my life to Christ. It don't matter what happened in the situation. I'm going to tell the truth. I said, to be honest, I just filed for a divorce. And those are his things by the door. He's coming back to get his things. We're no longer together. It's just me and my son. Now, they could have been like, well, you know, it's just now it's one income on the you know, on the lease. Now, you know, you got this place because of both income. So instead, I'm telling you, because I told the truth, now God's having me to tell you how I ended up with this place. And 
I went, um, I was like, oh God, I try to see if I can get extra, you know, um, I know, I know they approved me and my child for Medicaid because my job, every job I had always did, you know, me and my son, medical, me and his dental, you know, we had PPO and, you know, and, um, we had, you know, the life insurance with the job and it, it's so many great benefits. I'm trying to tell you, but now you on your own, you got to get your own investments, you know, your own, you know, things. But I just thank God that, um, the visual dental, you know, thank God that, you know, Medicaid pay for that, to be honest. But, you know, when it comes to anything else, they, you know, they'd be like, no, you make way too much. You know, I'm like, you know, ain't no point of even going down there to ask. Because when I was making less than what I was making, they still didn't approve me for no food stamps. And you can't even get no anything else if you got income. So I was like, you know, I just thank God for the income I have. You know, if you don't, don't, don't cheat the system. If you don't need it, you don't need it. And I just thank God that I didn't need it. So I was just trying to see if I could get extra, you know, food stamps or something, you know, because one income went to, I mean, two incomes with the one. So during that time, they were like, okay, thank you. Okay. So what happened was, sweetheart, I keep my phone on so I can see what's going on. And um, so what happened was they gave out food cards to all the PG County uh, parents because the kids were at home learning. So they wanted to contribute to them, you know, eating at home. So I was like, shoot, thank you. And the thing about it is my card was, uh, I had a card, but it went to the, the old address. So it was like six months worth of funds on there, like two hundred. And I'll never forget, I called Sister in Christ. I was like, I know you, you know, got, you know, your kids, you got, you know, your three kids. And I was like, you, I got this food card, girl. You was, she's like, I'm good. Thank you so much. You know, cause she was good. You know, you know, other ways they, if you don't need it, you don't need it. So, you know, no one going to be greedy. You no, know, people don't do that. You know, thank God that, you know, honest people, decent people don't do that. So, you know, um, I did offer, you know, she was in my heart a lot during that time, you know, and I would never forget, you know, I was sorry to get that food card. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, they called me in the rental office and they was like, you want some coffee, some tea? I was like, I'll do some, you know, tea. I don't do coffee. They would sit me down. She was like, I'm a, like a celebrity. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm thinking about to get, you know, put out because or they're going to have to probably find somewhere else for me because... I, my income went down drastically from two to one. And here's the one that made us look like, you know, good. <laughs> but to make a long story short, guess what? They put me in and it was like, okay, the rent 17, you know, 1730. You're going to do, um, it was like, it was, it was like between 17 and 22. And it was like, you're going to go down to, you know, we're going to do subsidized for you according to your income. I was like, oh, God, thank you so much. I'm telling you, they went according to your income, and you had to pay, you know, a couple of utilities. That's fine. And i make a long story short with that. <laughs> then God told me not to go back to work. I'm like, oh, God, now I got to let them know I'm not working anymore. <laughs> I said, oh, God, they're going to get tired of me. So I went there and reported, you know, I gave them the letter that I won't, you know, be there, won't be back, and, um, they um was like, okay, so we're going to have to drop it to zero. And they said, but listen to us. We don't normally do this. Don't go around telling anybody in your building, your neighborhood about this. Because honestly, you got to be a favored woman. You got to be because God, 
He's the one doing this. This don't ever happen. In fact, you're the only one in here like this. And I was today, we don't even do according to income here. This is market rent. You guys were paying market rent. Now, how do you go from market rent to subsidized? It's not even a subsidized, you know, facility, you know, community. And I was like, but thank you guys so much. They was like, because you know why? Because they saw the honesty in God, you know, had me to present it to, you know, whether I tell the truth or tell a lie. And I passed. I told the truth. You know, in all the cases, I told the truth. I told the truth. And sweetheart, I just thank God for it so much that. You know, it went to zero, just and then it was like pay utilities, and now it went, you know, it went up to each year it do go up, so it's not just zero. You know, you pay, you know, about you know half of seventeen fifty, and that's okay with utilities. That's still fine. It's it's better than paying, you know, the seventeen fifty. You know, by me not working, but God, God could have had it where I still pay the seventeen fifty and believe him matter of fact believe him to pay it and, and call me off the job. There are a lot of people that have been caught off their job and still got mortgage and stuff like that. But I thank God for favor. He dropped mine. He dropped it before he called me off the job. I thank him so much for that. So favor for that. And that's what happened. They gave they just had me subsidized, but they couldn't really talk about it because they're not supposed to really do that. And I was like, where is coming from? It was like, you've been referred. I was like, thank you so, so much. And so it went from subsidized and say, find a unit. So I found, you know, a place. They was like, how about we just give you a voucher? And I was like, shoot, what's a voucher? You know, because I've been paying market rent since 18. I'm like, what, what's a voucher? It was like, a voucher is, you know, you don't have to pay. You have to pay a little to nothing, you know, based upon your income. And I was like, oh, that's fine. That's great. You know, I was like, God, thank you so much because God knew by making that big decision. You know, that's a lot when you had two incomes and you living in a house, you know, way out St. Murray somewhere. Then you come all the way back home to nothing because you're giving up your place. And God don't have you to call your family and all that to, you know, try to, you know, do that. Because for one, we're still, you know, to, we were still together. So, you know, everybody not going to take in a whole family, you know, like, especially during the time of, you know, quarantine, especially not. People didn't want to take in their own kids or their own selves, you know, they ain't house spraying up or anything. But I just thank God that God wanted me to explain to you how I got in this place. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. No, it's favor. Yes, because God could have me paying market rent, believing him to pay it for me. Wow. He called me off the job and look what he did. You know, understand. And I just thank God because I was like, what am I going to do? God called me to go back home, you know, to what? And then God said, get rid of my car, travel how? And guess what? It was, I was still, when I, you know, resigned from the job, I still had, you know, bereavement leave, sick leave, vacation leave. And I was still accumulating, you know, direct deposit coming in my account. And I just thank God during that time, they were even, you know, giving out extra money and stuff like that, you know, and I was paying for, I had a personal driver, you know, he would literally call on the clock. I had him on the clock and I paid for the luxury. You know, he, it was a, uh, I think it was a Cadillac Suburban. And he would, you know, escort me and my son, open the door, take us when we got to go. He'll wait there, you know, about on the hour, on the clock. But the thing about it is it costs so much. You cost him for the make, the model, and the mileage and gas. So I was like, you know what, God, forget being uncomfortable on the road and nervous about, you no know, reckless drivers. I'm putting too much money into the, into people driving me around when I could just drive myself. But, you know, God was like, Quenisha, 
It's on your pace. It's just like, sweetheart, I'm not going to have anybody to rush me on the road again. That's just like somebody who drowned and survived. And they got to, you know, work their way on going back in the water if they're skeptical. You know, you can't, no one can force you to get back in that water. You have to go on your own pace when you're ready. So I had to wait till I was ready to get on the road. And I'm like, Father, I feel, God was like, Kunisha, are you ready now? And I was like, is that the, is that the fact that, that you, you know, it's not about not paying for a vehicle or not having the money. It has nothing to do with that. No, it's the fact, I would, you know, it's the fact that being nervous to, you know, be in a vehicle to operate behind that machinery like that around other people. I didn't like that, you know, especially after the accident. I was like, oh God, because it was so many close incidents similar after the fact on the road where people just making careless mistakes, not using the right signals or, you know, cutting people off or driving too fast or pushing you down the road. All these things, it was just like too much. And I was like really, you know, a very nervous driver out there. And I didn't want to drive like that. You know, my nerves was bad. And, you know, I was even quote unquote having panic attacks in the car. I was getting, you know, vertigo. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God, my God, you understand? And that's when I started drinking a little bit, you know, to drive. And I'm just telling you, you know, this for you, <laughs> nothing to be proud of, but it just took my mind off of being nervous. Like I had to, you know, drink, you know, a beer or two, you know, while I'm driving. I'm like, oh my God, that's worse. You understand? It's about obeying the manual. That's, that's disobeying the entire law. You know what I'm saying? Doing that, but I just thank God that I never even crashed or hit anybody. You understand? <laughs> Excuse me, seriously. But God wanted me to explain two important things to you. How I got this place. You know, it wasn't like you going to apply. No, I was working. I wouldn't even made out. I wouldn't even made close to the requirement. You understand? And I just thank God so much that everything in my hand, he's blessed that he's putting it in my hand. You understand? And you got to realize, I'm out here. My purpose is to preach the gospel and release prophecies. You understand verbally, miracle signs and wonders following. That's not, my my anointing is not, you know, for me to release that and charge you. They don't even look right on paper. Uh, 150 for a removal of a brain tumor. They don't even sound right. Okay, $20 for prayer, you know, or two, you know what I'm saying? 250 for no knee pain. Like, come on, for real. So it's just like, you know, or to release peace, five, you know, 550, you know, stuff like that. Like, come on, you know, you know, you know, that's what Christ meant when he said freely, it was given freely give. He means, you know, when the, the freeness of the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, you understand? And that, that brings so much change. That is good news. And it's different. When, see, people have a, they have a choice whether they want to sow into your life or not. They're not forced. And that's, and that's, they're not forced because it's not like it's service based. Like, for example, if you're in a hair salon, you, you're not going to go there and expect to get your hair done for free. You're not going to go to, you understand? Have somebody come to your house and perform and you think you're not going to pay. You might got to pay before they come. You understand? So, you know, for real though. So you got to look at it. My purpose of being here is God's why God take care of me. It's not like, okay, okay, Q, you know, you get paid to do this. No, you know, it's if people want to sew it to my life, people, people, some people feel like, you know, I don't have to sew because 
is supposed to be given, you know? And that's what, that's what happens. What I'm supposed to do? I, I'm not doing this for the money, you understand? But if people sew, I appreciate it. If they don't, I still appreciate it. But for the most part, people don't sew. It's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm, God had me going around doing these things. Now, when I get invited to, you know, speak in churches and stuff like that, they do so into my life like that because I'm inside that congregation. Or I went to a function and I, you know, got they sold into a life like that. But when I'm out here for the most part, randomly out here releasing miracle signs and wonders, people don't have to pay for that. People are like, thank you. They most are like, thank you so much. But God is the one who's going to, you know, increase your life like he's going to do it. So he want me to explain that's what it's like. That's what my financial status like is on this end. And sweetie, I'm telling you, I thank God so much. Oh, God. Um, let me testify this to you. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. No, not. Never mind. Never mind. And um, because it's God says it's over. Okay. And sweetheart, you know, having decent, you know, uh, what you call it, credit. My credit is really good. But the thing is, how they got it set up where, you know, got me to strategize on the way how these establishments are built to surround itself based upon our well-being regarding our finances. And one reason is through a credit score. And it's like, okay, every year or two, it goes up. You understand? Another 100 to 200%. And God had me to study all of that and meditate on it, you know, to really see, you know, what they actually planning to do. What's, what's the goal to have people to feel like, okay, they, they're striving to be where they want to be, to have a decent life. But once they get there, oh, now I got to go here. Okay, now I'm here. Now I got to go all the way up here. So it's like 700, two years ago, and the credit score was excellent. Now, you know, it's nine in the 900s. So, you know, it's like, I'm not my mom. My mom has 900s. You know, I'm like, you know, closer to 700. <laughs> you understand? And I just thank God for it being built back because for real, for real, it got dropped so low because of identity theft. Yeah, I didn't know. My name was being used by someone who know me very well. And they didn't even have to use my social. They just had my name. And, you know, like I told you that testimony before, you know, went to hospitals and using my name and, you know, getting pulled over, you know, using my name so they won't go to jail because I had no no record. I mean, it was just like really bad. And the thing about it is, it was people recommending this to other people. Yeah, won't you use Dini names? You know, she she don't never be in no trouble, you know? She don't got no record. She ain't got none of this. You know, she, you know, she, yeah, do her. And I'm going to tell you, God always kept me from debt because he would not approve of me to get no charge cards and I'm way overqualified to get one. He would not approve me to get no charge cards. He would not, even when it came to loans, God would never, I'm like, God, I'm with the credit union. Mm -mm, God would never, I was with Andrews. God would never have me to get, you understand, a loan or anything. Now I had a loan before, but other than that, it was a title loan, <laughs> but God never, he would never approve of that. And the thing is, I would ask him, God, please let me get this loan. I need to do this. And the thing is, God is like, how are you going to ask me to get you in debt when you're debt free? How are you going to ask me to, you understand, have you to be a borrower when you are a lender? No, Quenisha, I'm saving you. I'm your father. I got you. You know, because we always had a father-daughter relationship, you know, like everybody else do, like you guys do. 
you know, I, I don't know what it's like not to know God, you know, and as my father. So we do everything. So he was he definitely a father. I'm not giving you no charge cards. I was like, Father, I want to just go ahead and charge. <laughs> I just want to just speak God. God said, I'm not, I'm saving you, Quinisha. You're not going to be in no debt. No. And I thank God for that. And um, it's just, I had a situation where I said, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to put up out of 75,000, I had 110,000. And after the taxes, I had 75,000. And I said, I'm going to take 20,000. And I'm not going to tell anybody right now. And I'm going to, you know, open up another account, a savings account at a whole different bank. I was at Bank of America. I said, I'm going to go to this bank. And I was there to go to an industrial bank because they're really good with, you know, the rates going high and it's like doubling the price. And they're really good with their CDs and stuff like that. So I got a disc. And they was asking me about, regarding my son, do you want him to be able to touch the money when he's 18 or do you want him to, you know, 16? I was like, you don't have to put him down for any of that because what's mine was his. And I don't want to restrict myself from being able to get any funds and me taking care of him for when he get older. That's like 10, you know, 20 years from now at that time. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll, um, I'm going to leave it like it is. And sweetheart, you know, um, so much happened with that. So much happened with that. You know, um, when you put down, you know, name, you know, you got to be real careful. I didn't expect, because I didn't want no one to know about it. But obviously someone who had the name on there found out and everybody name was on there was able to withdraw. And I was like, well, how about I don't want no bank statements coming to no address because I don't want no one to see that I opened up this because I want to be able for it to build and, you know, triple the amount. So like 20, 20 years or 10 years from now, you know, it will just, you know, be very, you know, much more than what it is. And sweetheart, um, what happened was, um, you know, a name was on there went in there and took it all out and the bank was telling me, you know, on, you know, over the phone before I went down there that, you know, you put these names on there. I said, I didn't want the statement to come to no address because I don't want to buy nobody the money. Somehow, you know, someone found out about it. I don't know how they did um, because all my statements came on my email. I don't know. I really don't, but it happened and it was like, you could take the person to court and, you know, you can sue them you know, for this and that and the other, but to be honest, if you want to ever do something like this again, just leave your own name on it. But that's good. You have a great heart to want to help others and help them invest too. Because I was going to surprise the names that were on there. Like, look, guys, 10 years later, look what I did. Look what I look how I invested in the money. I took 20000 out. And look, look what it is now. It's what? You know, you got to think about it. You know, 15 years from that day. That's Look how much that's going to, my God. So I didn't even get a chance to accumulate because someone got went and got it. Yeah, and their name was on there, so they was authorized to do it. And I was just like, you know what, okay, God. So trust me, sweetheart, I had a lot of betrayal, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of, you know, thieving and, you know, 
using my name incorrectly. I had a lot of that, you know, you know, on my belt, you know, but I just thank God. He want me to get on here quickly and just, you know, talk to you, you know, cause I'm, you know, letting you know why I'm not driving because getting back comfortable, not being nervous on the road. It has nothing to do about my Okay, if she come back again, I'm going to get it. It has nothing to do about my driving skills. I can drive very well. You know, you know, I've been having my license since I was 16. And speaking of that, in the summer, I'm signing my son up so he could go dri take driving classes too. So he can have the experience that I had at my age, you know, because he's 16 now, but... That's the reason why God said, let them know why you're not driving. Because God said, the thing is, the reason why he wants you to know that, because when we walk with God, we're favored. We're too blessed to look like we're believing God for things that we already have. So the thing about it is, it's just me. It's not no money issue. It's not no driving skills issue. It's not. With me, it's just being nervous out on the road, you know, drivers out there make me nervous how they drive, you know, especially after that accident. And I had a couple of more accidents after that people at fault, you know, rushing, you know, just rushing and you no know, running the light and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh my God. So God said, are you ready to drive Quenisha? Are you ready to get back on the road again? And I was like, Father, I'm about ready. And God showed me this huge car lot. And it was like RVs, SUVs, trucks, cars, vans. And then God wanted to be real funny. He's going to show me a school bus. Because you remember what I said about the school bus? That um, I, wanted you to, I wanted you to drive. I wanted you to drive the school bus. Um, excuse all of this, you know. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. I wanted you to drive this. I want. Remember I said I wanted you to drive the school bus with our kids in the back, and we go on a field trip like we do back in the day. You know how we used to go to field trips with our lunch boxes. We'd be so psyched to go eat our lunch, and you know, just go on a field trip with our uh, name cards, whatever you call it. You know, name tags and stuff like that. I never forget those field trips. Yes, on the bus, just you know, up and down. And I wanted to do that with my kids. Yeah, and um. Sweetheart, but so God wanted me to tell you why I'm not driving yet. It, it has nothing to do with income. It definitely doesn't because we, you know, we're favored. We're grace. I don't have people wanting to take me literally to dealerships, go get, pick out something. God is leading me to do this. And I'd be like, you know, I can um, wait. And they'd be like, no, stop, stop, stop. And you know, they, they, I had to let them know I am so. You know, I'm being healed, but I'm so scared to be on the road. I don't, you know, these drivers out here, they scare me. <laughs> and they, they don't know about my accident, but God made me to talk to it about you. That's what you really need to cause. My mom know, you know, because she just, she just know that I don't like driving, but she don't know that it's still based upon the accident because it took me her two years to get in a car. It took her some time to get, you know, used to it, but she just like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thank God so much. Like that making model of the car we were in, I don't, I didn't like seeing that car for like three, four years because I was like, I think about the actor every time I see, what was it, a Mitsubishi Del Monte? Yes. And every time I saw it, I was just like, oh, I'm in an accident. But I thank God so much that I'm healed from it. 
Yes, Buka, very much so. And God got me testifying on this story tonight. Okay, okay, God. Okay. <laughs> Tell him everything. Okay. Because <laughs> the thing is, God don't want... Yes, 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 yes. And sweetheart, the, uh, the thing is, is that we... You know, God don't want you to think that, you know, Q is believing God for a vehicle or Q, you know, believing God, he going to come through for, you understand, that's frustrating grace. That's saying no, that's saying stuff with limits. There's no way that I, you know, if I wasn't nervous that I wouldn't be out here driving. I'm trying to tell you, of course, but I'm, I'm getting over it. I'm for the most part, yes, I'm ready to get back because after that, I had that that driver that, you know, it was costing too much. Like, he'd go 10 miles for like 150. I'm like, that's a lot of money. So then I say, I'm starting investing in, and then, you know, when the check stopped depositing from the job, the, the leave went out. So I started investing in Uber and Lyft. I said, let me see what's up with this Uber and Lyft thing. You know, just drive me around. But then I realized I'm, I'm getting strangers driving me around. Just, you know, get your own vehicle, you understand. As much as I'm paying for this, you know, I'm, every time I'm going somewhere, I'm paying for a, a, a ride to get there if it's not walking reach, you know, in range, but um, in reach. But sweetheart, yeah. So I was like, okay, God. So when it came to me, you know, receiving, you know, I said, God, what do you want me to do with this money? And God said, just, you know, just let it accumulate a little bit. I don't want you just to, let me just bless you. Are you ready to, are you ready to drive? I was like, yes, God. He said, are you ready? Couldn't you just at your pace? You don't have to let no one rush you. It's okay. You don't have to prove no point to nobody. You know, when you're ready, Couldn't you? I said, okay, God. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm about ready. You understand? And I don't want to just take all this right here and just spin it on a vehicle. You know, then you definitely got to, you know, get the car insurance. And I, I'll go back to State Farm. And um, I was with Geico, but I changed to State Farm. You know, more benefits with them. And, um, I'll just, you know, um, stay with, stay with them. And then you gotta, you know, pay for your, you know, 30 day or 60 day, 90 day tax, whatever, how they do it, you know, whatever. But, um, I just thank God for, you know, I don't want to just, you know, jump out there and then got to build back up again. I'd rather just keep building and just, you know, start making moves like that, how God want me to do. So I'm being wise with the money. Yeah. But when I, when it came to my ties, I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The more thousands you get, the more hundreds you get. You understand? And I thank God for it. I was, just, I really was trying. I'm gonna be honest. I was trying to talk myself, you know, into, you know, you know, God. I pay because the thing is, when I tithe, I triple it. So it's like God, I'm good for it. But God said, no, that's at that time. Whenever you get your first fruit, you know, you know, Quenisha. But some tie, some of my ties, I tie for, I tie for you all the time, sweetheart. I tie for us ever since your grandmother came to me. I've been tithing for us, yeah. Because she said, "Don't forget to, you know, don't ever stop tithing. Don't ever forget to tithe." And she wasn't just talking about me. She's talking about you know us, you know, as a family. But that, when that time come, but I just took it two steps ahead and started now, you know. And that's why God, you know, look at me like that because I always, I'm so hungry for more. I go two steps ahead, you know. You understand? And um. I was like, uh, I'm like, I give all of it. She looked at me in that vision. You better give all of it. You know what you're supposed to be giving. I said, okay, I'll give it. 
So, you know, I got sold. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I just thank God for it, of course. And um, and just whenever God, <clears throat> he knows in my heart when I'm ready, you know, he'll definitely have me, you know, you know, pushing, you know, very soon. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you think I'm ready, God? God said, do you think you're ready? <laughs> Sweetheart, do it sound like I'm ready to drive again? Am I still nervous to be out there on the road? I'm over the accident. I'm over it. You know, just can't think about other drivers. You just got to drive. Just drive careful. Drive safely. And God wanted me to tell you why I'm not driving. It has nothing to do with me believing God for anything. Because God, I'm trying to. He's able. And I just thank God. I was thinking about just going to purchase something right now. But then I was like, okay, God. What you? I said, Father, please forgive me. Because this is your money. And what do you want me to do? And God said, just, you know, let it accumulate a little bit. Because I want you to be comfortable naturally where you are so you can make other moves. I don't want you to just make one move and then you got to stack up to make other moves. I want you to just, you know, just, just stay fast. I got you. And don't think I can't just have a car to fall in your lap. <laughs> but not fall in your lap. Yeah. Yeah, God said, if I did it once, I'll do it again. I said, I know, Father. Sweetheart, I done turned down over 10, 10 opportunities to receive vehicles. Yeah, over 10. Yeah, within a year. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh. So it's not like, you know, I was just, past, I told God I would never pass up another blessing ever again. No, no, especially even you. No, <laughs> I was saying no to my blessing. No, yes, it's yes, yes, yes. And God wanted me to explain to you, how did I get into this subsidized, you know, how did I, how did I get that? Because it's not even a subsidized place. So how did I get that? You understand? They, you know, pulled some strings and just bent a couple of their rules and just, because they said, this is why they really said, because you are an honest woman, you're working, you just, you're going through a transition. We see that you're going through a divorce, you know, it's time for a shutdown. You, you know, you, you, you look like you could break down, but you're not breaking down. You know, anybody with a broke down, you know, or breakdown in a situation, you got your head up high. You doing what you got to do as a mother. You go, you know, you bring it in the clothes, you bring it in the groceries. You went from this man taking care of y'all to now it's back to how it was. Cause God brought it back to how, where he left off. So he knocked all that down because it wasn't on a solid foundation and began to rebuild. And he had me and my son to, to go back to where we were when it was just me and him. Yes, we are. So that's how I got in that subsidized, you know, program. They just, you know, pull some strings. It wasn't nothing like that I can apply or nothing. I wouldn't know where to go at to apply. There's nothing wrong with people who do apply. I'm not like that. You know, I was never a person like that, like look at somebody because they get in welfare or any of that. I mean, hey, if it's out there and, you know, it can help you, you know, just know that that's not it for you. You know, it's it's definitely more more to, to it, to your life than that. You understand? And I just thank God so much for everything, you know, that he did it like that. That was, that was definitely miracles, signs, and wonders because I made a decision when God said, Pick up your things and go. And anything that you have that you guys got together far as since you've been with him, get rid of it. Get rid of it. And that's why I left everything in the car because everything in the car was, I got rid of it. So that's, God wanted me to show, tell you how I got into this place and how, and the reason why I'm not currently driving right now. 
Yeah. Yeah, but we'll be very, very soon. I'm getting over it. Yeah, I'm getting over it. God is doing a lot of restoration. I told you what comes restoration is healing. Just because people don't say anything, you know, that's the thing. We don't go around sharpening each other like we need to. Sharpening doesn't mean we just preach it to you and prophesy. No, it's how you feeling, you know, everything, you know, talk to me, you know, and I'm talking to you. Like I can use a little bit of prayer in this. Okay. I can a little bit of prayer in this. Yeah. I'm currently going through this, but I know it's not it for me to feel comfortable to, you know, testify. We're not comfortable testifying because many of us thinking that we so high and big and on ourselves that people going to look at us low or look at us down or prejudge us. We got to get over whether they do or don't. As long as that you giving a testimony because you're free indeed. We got to be that free that it doesn't even matter if they do. You understand? Like God told me, don't ever turn on a blessing, whether you think somebody going to rub it in your face or want to take it back or anything. No, you receive it because, you know, I said I was going to give unto you. Men shall give into your bosom. I said I was going to bless those who bless you. No matter if they talk about it, they still giving it to you. And guess what? Keep on getting it. And keep on giving it. Hallelujah. And that's what he was saying. He was saying, you know, give it and, you know, keep on giving because the more you give, the more you receive. And, you know, and I just thank God for that. And he would just have me to explain those things to you. And I don't mind explaining to you. Yeah, God wants you to have, he wants you to be clear on why things the way they are on my end. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, was used by God to say that to you, sweetheart. Yeah. And um, I just thank God for everything. Um, I... Um, Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, um, sometimes us as people, we can lead a person somewhere. We can lead them to a well, but don't give them the water or give them a bucket to even draw from the well. Because many of us feel like we don't want to see no one pass us or do better than us. We have to stop thinking like that as people, period. It ain't even about a race, gender, or age, or religion. People, period, think that way, and we have to stop. We have to really stop thinking that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to really stop thinking that way. Um, I had an opportunity to move into a home, and I was about to get the keys. It, it made it that far. I put my deposit down. You know, I was going to rent, you know, rent to buy, and... Make a long story short, I told my mom, I don't usually tell her because I usually just go off what God tell me, then I testify to her. You know, I, you know, sometimes I come and just get advice, of course, it's my mom. But this time, you know, I decided to tell her what I was doing. And she said, okay, let's go check it out before she get there because we was going to beat her there in case she tried to make any changes before we get there. We wanted to see for what it was. And so we got there. My mom drove past first. And said, let me hurry and get my daughter. She got me. I looked in the parking lot. See, I have an eye for all these things. I'm the type of person, I don't say much, but I know much. And when it's an opportunity to say what I know, then I will. You know, I'm not the one who talks so much. You know, know it all. I, I like to listen more than speak. 
And what happened was I saw like 10 different things wrong just looking in the parking lot. For one, she had the, you know, the drain pipe. It was, you know, disconnected from the roof to the bottom of the, you know, the bottom of the house. So if it rained, it's going to leak inside. So I said, okay, so then a fire hydrant is right on the porch. A lot of drill holes is in the dirt. I said, so they got a lot of plumbing issues. So it's a lot of flooding in the basement. I said, okay, so I look and I say, okay, so the carpet, okay. So there's mold under the carpet. Didn't even get, didn't even get new floors. You just covered it up with new carpet. Okay. Now it's so much leakage. Now the, uh, what you call it? The wood became so soft in between the, you know, the walls that now you, you try to cover it up instead of just putting in new walls, you try to plaster it and then, you know, paint it like, come on. uh, uh-uh. And then the ground, you know, the floor is chipped and, you know, it's, it was like, and then you got vines growing on the side of the house. I'm like, you could have just weed whacked those. You could have trimmed those. And a bush is covering up half of the house. It's like, you got to walk through a bush to get in the door. I'm like, oh no, no. She said, she said, you can't get your deposit back. I said, ma'am, just look at it like this. I'm sewing into your life. I mean, I'm just getting the heck out of here. And I said to myself, much as we pay for rent, that's mortgage. Whether you're renting to buy or just renting, period. You understand? Or just buying the home, you know, due to whatever loan you get. But my thing is, between 17 and, you know, and up, that's mortgage. And people are, and we're paying that. You know, people pay more than that. You know what I'm saying? To rent a, a, you know, a unit when you can just have your own, you know, you know, a home, even though you have a landlord, you know, you still in a home, you know. And another thing that I started, you know, meditating on is I can't stand the law in Merlin that you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a house even to own, even yeah, even to own the house, buy it, buy it as is, and paid off. But the land is not yours. You got to be kidding me. So the state of Berlin, you got to follow those guidelines regarding. And each different, you know, location, community, you know, place, court, you know. They have their own set rules. Some say you can't have tall grass. Some say not too many flowers. Some say no dogs. It's up to what the landlords say. And even the community itself is so many. Some say you you got to rake your leaves up and you got to have them in the paper bag so the recycle men, the trash men could come and take them because they're, they're not in the paper bags from Home Depot. And then guess what? They're not in the leaf bags. They're not getting picked up. So, you know, you can leave them out there if you want to, but you will get fined. So it was like so much. I was like, you know, it's so much with that. And I was like, I, that's one thing I don't like. And then D.C., you know, they cluttering up so much and overcharging so much. Like you, when you're in that apartment, when you showed us outside, you probably was paying like, what, 21 You understand? That's, that's mortgage, Buka. You can rent. You understand? If you're not already, you know, try to consider that because God didn't call you off your job. <laughs> And even if he did, okay. But seriously, um, just looking into that, because I was like, Father, I'm, I'm not going to just pass up my blessing right here to just jump out there and be like, okay, God, home. This is favor right here because, you know, it's you paying, you know, half of, you know, what the rent actually is. That's that's amazing. Plus water. You understand? That's amazing. You understand? So I said, okay, God, but. 
just thinking about the homes and the value, you know, of it is so amazing. Like, why not? You understand? And I know it, sometimes it takes a lot in the earthly way of doing it to purchase a home. They got 10 years worth of, you know, job experience and you got credit checks and all that. But here come God when it comes to grace. What could take us up to 10, 20 minutes, 10 hours, God could just give it in 10 seconds. Like here, Kanisha, here's the keys. Get a phone call. You have a home. What? <laughs> like this couple. People were saying, oh, you guys wouldn't be anything. You won't make it. You don't have anything. You you look like you're in poverty. Just, just hang in there. God going to bless you. And, you know, they worked it. They kept praying. They kept praying. They didn't care what people said about them. And guess what? They decided to get their walls remodeled. And they knocked the walls down. Guess what was behind the walls? Large bags of money. I mean, trash bags of money that didn't belong to nobody. So don't say what God cannot do. You understand? That's why I said we got to stop saying it to people. Oh, you you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, you, 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 you lazy. You trashy. You don't do nothing. You do too much. Or any of that. Let's just stop it all. Stop it all. Because what take what could take you, sweetheart, you know, a year to do, God can put it in my hand right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how he moved on any of us. So it's just like, whatever God you want to do, I'm taking the limits off how I'm thinking to get it done. God, how do you want me to do it? That's why I had to ask God, because I could have went to the, you know, and purchased a vehicle today. And I said, no, God, what do you want me to do? And God spoke some good wisdom, because if I purchase that vehicle and insurance and the tax, you know, that's going to have me to really, you know, be pinching to, you know, increase, you know, and stock up again. No, how about you just... Like, listen to God, and God said, just accumulate that. You know, just, just keep going. I'll let you know. And, and like he said, I can have a car fall in your lap. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, like, you know, the homes and everything, like, okay. That's why most people, like, even in Virginia, you know, Commonwealth law, common state law. And to be in Virginia sometimes, it requires, you know, more than one income. I'm trying to say. That's why it'd be a lot of essays. It'd be, like, probably four incomes and one house. I'm trying to tell you, but um, it's it's a catch to everything. But I thank God that he knows everything. He knows what's best regarding everything. You know, what the world may try to have us to work up to do, God could just hand it to us in front of it. You understand? And I just thank God for it. But sweetheart, yeah, I was like, you know, I just, I thank God for where I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right here because, you know, this is what God had me. But, you know, I just, I'm really... You know, hungering for a home to rent. Yeah. I was, I just, no left one, you know, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to pay anything. You know, I just thank God for that. But, you know, but all that mortgage rent I was paying, that could have been in a, a house. You understand? But I was going to rent their own so many times in the Capitol Heights area. But I was like, those homes are so. It's like they dressed up good on the outside, but they're so old on the inside. It's like, God, torn. You understand? I don't want nothing. You can't just go out there and jump out there and get anything. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. When I was 18, they, I went to a class to get my to get a realtor license. And right before I even got, I said, you know what? This is not for me because, you know what? This is commission-based. I mean, 
to each his own. I'm just, you know, I just, all that I'm saying, and you still don't want it. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Oh God. Even when it comes to selling anything, I'm like, I'm not, you know, based on commission. I'm, come on. I'm not, mm. you understand? If people going to say, no, they don't want it. No matter how much you're trying to sell yourself, you're going to have a heart for that. But sweetheart, I don't say enough to you. Oh God, I want me to mention this to you. Uh, I got to go to the, I got to go into a next episode. Okay. Okay. Buka. Okay, I'm just going to add another five minutes. <laughs> okay. Between me and you, a lot of people, you know, are, I'm being, you know, greatly talked about in my family, in my community, you know, on the jobs, everywhere I've been, I'm being greatly talked about, even in my church home, everywhere. Just being greatly talked about because we're doing great things. You understand? You know, Q is a, a powerful woman. Q is a sweet woman. Q is a great mom. People watch. You know, and we are not doing because they're watching. That's just what we do. We are who we are. And people recognize that. And sweetheart, seriously, it was, you know, it was said that, you know, someone feel like my name being mentioned too much. Like, ah, that's, all we, that's all we keep talking about. That's all we keep hearing about. What about what we doing? What we doing? You know, I got this. I got this. I got, I got this. I got this. I got that. You know, we keep talking about what she doing. You know, what is she doing? What does she have? And it's like, do you know what she have? She have God. That's all she need. What do you have? You understand? And I just thank God so much that God was letting me know that, you know, someone feel like, you know, everybody don't know, you know, what's going on with me and you. But, you know, a couple of people in my family do, <laughs> obviously. But I had someone say to me, you know, I I don't think you're ready to, you know, get married again. And it wasn't because they felt like I wasn't. It was the fact because they don't want me to get married before they get married. And I was like, how cruel can you be to come in my face and say some crap like that? And it was like, I know, I, you know, the guy you preparing for, you know, it's going to take off because both of you powerful. So pretty much as, as long as it can wait, it'd be great because I'm not ready for y'all to shining like that because it might outshine me. And I'm like, oh my God, are you really saying this to me? Yeah. And then regarding my parenting, I'm really, I really would wish you could wait longer because I don't want you to have any more children because, you know, you're a great mother, but I don't want you to, you know, it's going to look better now because it's two of you guys and you're two men and women of God. You can have a beautiful home. You know, it's going to be really well. You're going to be great parents. I just don't want, you know, your name being mentioned so much and I'm trying so hard for them to even appreciate me wherever I go. And it's always, it's like, I have everything to show, but you're the one who God is showcasing. And, and it was said to me that, you know, they're happy that, you know, for me, but at the same time, really not regarding me, you know, getting married to you. It had nothing to do with you. Just, I don't want you to outshine me. I'm like, you don't have to ever think like that. That would never happen. Why would you, well, that's the devil. Don't entertain that. I, if you have other children, it's, you know, you're going to, 
outshine me as a as a parent or how I'm you don't have to ever think like that. We're family, we're friends, we you know, we're citizens of the kingdom. You don't have to think like that. Yeah, and I you know, I don't want you to get married before me. So if I have any say so about it, I'm gonna have it to wait. And I was like, How dare you? You know, DJ DJ And I was like I hope to God that don't that don't happen to me. I was like, God, don't let that happen to me. <laughs> don't let someone open their mouth and say some crap like that. You understand? And I got nervous because I was like, what if he listened to that? What if he say, okay, out of respect, I'll wait until you tell me I can. And I was like, Father, he would do that? And I was like, Father, wouldn't he move when you tell him to? And God said, yes, he will. He will. But how could somebody even think like that? And I started, my feelings were hurt because I was like, why don't you want me to be happy? Why why don't you want, you know, me to feel and, and you know, receive what I'm worth? You know, why is that? You don't want me to? You don't want me to have other children. You don't want me to be married. You don't want me to be in ministry with this man. You don't want me to be in love. Now, it's not that the person don't want us together. No, it's not that. It's just that they know what's going to happen when we get together. And this person said they're not ready for that type of, you know, shine is going to outshine. And then we're going to have children and it's going to outshine. I'm like, why are you thinking? Like, that's the devil. You know, and no, no names mentioned, but that's what was, you know, brought to my attention. I was like, oh, God. Really? Then I started, like, I was about to cry. I said, don't cry. Because it's like, dag, it's like for someone not to want you to be happy and feel like you're not worth, oh, not worth, but not, you don't deserve it. And I mean, not even deserve, excuse me, that's harsh. You just, they don't want you to outshine them. That's what was said. Outshine them. I'm not going to add anything. Not to outshine them. And I was like, oh God, how can we ever outshine each other? We're all shining in the glory of God. Why would you even say something like that? How could you even think something like that? You understand? So I had to lift that up. In Jesus' name, I had to really lift that up. I had to lift it up. Yeah. And that's that's why I made that video and I said, I mean, excuse me, on this episode, that's why I made that episode when I said, you don't need nobody to tell you when to move, when to go, when to do anything. That's where that really came from, the minister to people about that because it was coming from that place that some of us don't do it because some people tell us not to. You know, not yet or hold on. And sometimes out of respect we do, but we got to listen to what God says because some people, it could be coming from their emotions or it could be coming from straight hateration, like straight hateration. I don't want you to get that job. Why? Because you're going to make more than me. You understand? Stuff like that. Like, God darn, I'm not going to tell you how you got in that, you know, industry. Why? Because then you're going to be shining like me. Oh, come on. Yo. It's like, you understand? And, and, and we got to stop doing that. And we got to stop doing that. But God, I'm going to get on here and talk to you because... I needed to tell you all these things. Yeah, now that you know, 
Yeah, I think God is on this podcast for you. So now you know how I got in this place. Now you know why I'm not driving. Now you know why I'm ready to get back on the road to drive again. <laughs> now you know that I'm budgeting. I mean, not budgeting, but God had me to, you know, continue to accumulate, you know, listening to him. Now you know that I saved up money at a disc, in a, you know, in a bank that, you know, disappeared in someone else's... <laughs> You understand, account, and it was so much betrayal in my life, a lot of betrayal, and oh God, he, mm, 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 mm. come on God, we ain't doing that one, mm, mm. <laughs> mm, mm, we ain't doing that one, mm, okay. My father got locked up when I was five. We had a great family, me, my sister, my mom, my dad, you know. He sit us on each lap. We play. We have fun. We go places. We go wherever we want because, you know, very wealthy. My grandfather passed it down to my father who planned to pass it down to us, but I'm not a Jew, so I have given up my family royalties, to be honest. Family everything. Um, um, I just thank God for restoration regarding family. You know, before... He went to be with the Lord, my grandfather. He wanted to write me a letter, have it sealed to, you know, never have to work a day in my life and get, you understand, five digits, six digits, you understand, within two months, just doing nothing and then accumulating money working in the family. One of the, any, pick any of the family businesses. You understand, you could be, you know, uh, professor at the family university. It's small, but it's still the family's college. You know, they're licensed to, you know, give degrees and all those things. They certified. You know, wouldn't you want to work at the pest control company? Wouldn't you want to work at, you know, feeding the homeless and, you know, the center where, you know, child care. I mean, where you want to work at, you know, in the restaurants, the family business. It's so it's so many places to choose or the dealership where the cars are. And you know, because I didn't want to listen to that way of living, I wasn't able to get anything. And that's fine with me because I chose God. <laughs> yeah, but I just thank God that even though it cost me a life with them, it cost me, what's this me? Okay, thank you. It cost me, you know, spending time with them, having their support and everything. But guess what? I'd rather choose God than anything. So sometimes we have to make a decision, God or family. Some people may make us, put us in a position to make us choose. <laughs> and that's what I had to do. And God always went. And another thing, sweetheart, um, you know, I um, I was so heartbroken my father had to leave. You know, you're five years old, you're going to a prison to see a jail to go see your father. And you're wondering why you're not coming back home with you guys when you're leaving. So I'll be kicking and screaming, crying and all that. No, my dad and the other inmates looking like, oh, God, that's so sad. Oh, poor kid. You understand stuff like that? And my father feeling bad. Oh, God, my daughter. You know, the guards looking like, oh, my God, this little girl really want to go with her dad. I was, I, oh, God, it took like three or four of them to get on, to get on me. They had to actually give me, give me stuff to, to calm me down, you know, bribe me. And... I would feel like, you know, every time, like, no, uh, I just was experiencing separation anxiety, quote, unquote, a lot. 
you know, by my dad having to leave, then my mom working so much. I'm like, God, no, mom, don't leave me too. Every time somebody left, I thought they would never come back because my dad, you know, he went out that day and then he wasn't, he didn't come back. So, you know, I'm wondering, okay, why are you in this place? What is this place even called? I'm five. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, this, I hear about prison. Okay, prison's a place for bad people. But my father, you're a good guy. You're a good father. Why are you here? Why are you in a bad place? He said, you know, I I was jaywalking. That's what he told me, my sister. I was jaywalking. So people ask us in school, your father in jail? What'd he do? We're like, he was jaywalking. And then when we got older to understand, hold up, we jaywalk all the time. We didn't get locked up. Why do you say that? But the thing is, he was sparing us because we were too young to understand what the real conviction was about. And I just thank God so much that we built a, a powerful relationship. But it caused me to have, you know, growing up, real strong separation anxiety. My mother dropped me off or my sister and brother when she got to go to work or we got to go to camp or we got to go to school. I used to always kick and scream, no, don't leave me, don't leave me. And I just, I would never forget. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't do anything till she come back because I, I didn't know she was coming back again. And she always said, I'm coming back. And I just felt like, what if she doesn't? And even with my sister, when she had to go to her classroom, she had to walk me to my class. I'd be like, no, stay with me. I didn't want any of us to be separated. I wanted us to always be together all the time. And my mother was explained it could not be like that all the time. But, you know, I got to work. And she she was just like, I got to work. <laughs> okay? So you can have what you have. You see this house? You see this backyard? You see these fruit trees? You see these puppies and, you know, these turtles and birds and snakes that y'all have? Yeah. And you talking about getting a monkey? <laughs> this stuff costs. Yeah. So we had a very great upbringing. You know, the big old pool in the backyard. We all we had so much fun. But anyway, um... I just, I had a huge separation anxiety. And so I felt like, you know, I didn't want people to get close to me because I'm afraid that they're going to leave me, you know, or something going to happen to, you know, regarding, you know, I was, I was trying to protect myself from being hurt, you know, or, you know, protecting myself from feeling like, you know, someone's walking off and not coming back with me, you know, and, a lot of that was with you too in the beginning and in the past. I was like, no, because I, I, I was pushing people away left and right. And all these friends, all these people, you know, that love me so well, I would let them get only get, but so close to me. And I'm going to tell you like this, sweetheart, because you a prophet and I share the same mantle as you. God calls us a way to prepare us to receive a prophecy and release in the word. Where's a wisdom? We're so sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword. They don't, they don't mean that, you know, you're going to be in the face of God 24-7. He has us to fellowship, go out, enjoy the world. And that's what you're doing. So I cannot use that and say, okay, because I'm always away with God. You are too. You understand? I'm just speaking of you. I'm talking to you. You are too, but you still out there out and about all the friends that you have. And the thing is, all these great friends and great people, great colleagues that I had, 
you know, I pushed them all away. I wouldn't let them get too close to me. And many of them, you know, they have events and I was just prolonged, just not wanting to answer or to show up. And sometimes I say, I'm coming, not show up. And, you know, sometimes I just don't, you know, be, you know, answer the phone and, and people ain't going to keep reaching out for so, so much and so long. So they just was like, you know, when you're ready, Q, just let us know. And I go out and hang out and, you know, have a good time, but it, it doesn't last too long. I'm in my home body, but I do go out and have fun. But I, I'm just, I just didn't know how to embrace, you know, all of that. It seemed overwhelming to me because it was too many people coming, you know, wanting to be around, wanting to hang out, and people I never met. You know, let's let's, let's hook up, let's do this, and I get, you know, nervous, you know, because the first thing I'm thinking about is what could go wrong with this relationship. I mean, it's you know, friendship. We can go and God says, stop, don't think like that. You know, you have to receive, you know, your breakthrough regarding feeling that people going to leave and not come back. You know, you can't live like that. You can't live in separation anxiety. You know, you got up from that on the cross. You know, you, you've been risen from that, Quenisha. I know it was a lot when your dad you know, left and never came back and your mom worked so much. So you guys were going over your grandparents' house a lot and, you know, different places a lot while your mother was working until you were old enough to be in the house by yourself. But we was, you know, my, my dad, my little brother father would always take him. So he's gone from us and I, I, I couldn't stand a separation. Like I wanted us always to have it. Yeah. What comes with restoration healing? Just about my sister and my brother. I miss my sister and my brother. <laughs> you would have thought that I was, you know, the oldest sister for real because my sister always said, you, I like you you're oldest. Because I used to always like take good, you know, look out for them all the time. Like whenever y'all need it, you know, we, you know, they had their own stuff. But I, I'm not gonna use the word spoil you. Thank God. But I, I looked out for them. Like even my mother, you know, I'm like, mom, let me, let me buy you a car. You know, I bought her a car. I think it was Mother's Day. I bought her a car. You know, told her to pick a car out. And you know, my sister, you know, whatever, whatever you want. You know, he go five hundred. He go seven hundred. My little brother, what you want? Oh, Jordans. Oh, you want? Oh, Playstations. You know, stuff like that. You know. It was like that every day, you know, because I had it and I wanted to do stuff for them. So it was like, you know, Nene the one that always, you know, <laughs> doing something for us. Yeah. And the only reason why I cried is healing. That was, I was receiving healing with my brother and sister because, you know, we, we talk, but we just, we all live our own lives. That we need to continue to, I'm the one that's, you know, I keep in touch, but I want us to see each other more, even though my brother works so much. And my sister, she always on the go, but you know, we got to make the time. One thing about it is when we make the time, oh, everybody show up. We know when they show up. Yeah. We, yeah, we tight. When you see us, you would never think that we don't see each other as much. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause it'd be like, we never left. Yeah. We're so tight. Yeah. That's my sister and brother. I am, I'm the middle child. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what are you? <laughs> yeah. But, um, what I'm about to say to you, uh, um, 
Yeah, so the separation anxiety, I pushed people away, great friends. And I had some people that was, you know, honestly, there are some that are, you know, upset with me because I pushed them away. Like, you know, I didn't have no chance to spend time with you, you know, you know, spend my life with you, you know, because you kept pushing, you never showed up, you never reached out. But not just about me reaching out, you know, it takes two. But my thing is I stand up for my responsibility and hold myself accountable and just say, let's make a fresh start right now. So that's where I'm at with it. You know, I've reached out to my family, some of the friends, like, let's start now. But I saw some of the, some people have changed. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I had friends that, I have one set of friends that just like, you know, not real friends. And God was like, pull you away. You're not valued. You only use, the, they, you just being used by a select a few. You're being used. You understand? They only want something from you. So don't, those are friends. Then I have, then it was those who just didn't accept my change of, you know, giving God my life. They happy for it, but they just like, you know, you're not no fun anymore. You know, you, you know, you go ahead over there, you know, we'll be there too, but you know, we're not ready yet. But, you know, we don't want you to come. You're no fun to us anymore. So don't come over here preaching, you know, we, you know, preaching to the choir. You know, I got those set, your friends that I had, those set of yours that had, those who just reaching out, like, I want to get to know you more. I had some that it was like, kind of like blowing me up. I'm like, oh God, like, I didn't know you were like that. You understand? Because these are childhood friends, like, you know, fourth grade, you know, I run into, you know, thank God for Facebook. One of them was calling me like every five minutes and then leave a message, you know. Hey, I just wanted to say, yeah, it's me again. Uh, hey, it me again. Hey, hey. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Do I really want to connect with you? Because some people change. I haven't seen you in over 20 years. I don't know what you like. <laughs> Anything, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, be, being wise and who I embrace in my space. You understand? So I just thank God that I didn't push everybody away, but I have been, you know, pushing because I was protecting myself, protecting my heart, protecting my emotions. I was really pushing you away. I was protecting myself. I did not want no one to get, you know, in, inside and hurt me or leave me, you know. So I just, I kept it a guard. I kept a guard up. Yeah. And guess what? I'm removing the guard right now. <laughs> yes. I'm removing the guard right now. So, sweetie, God had me to just say all these things to you. So that's why you probably see, like, you know, Q, you know, she's to herself, but she fellowships and she gets along with so many people. You know, I'm just like you. I'm a people person. Be around people all day. So many friends, so many people, but I am to myself a lot. But I just like my own space. But I do fellowship and everything like that. But I think God put the guard down for whoever just want to spend time with me. And Holy Spirit said, go ahead. I'm not going to just make no excuse as to why I don't do it anymore. You know, because some people, so many people want to reach out. Like if I call right now, hey, what's up? You know, I get all of that, you know, and like, okay, when, when you woke up, just let, just let me know. I mean, just let me know. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you understand? And some people, honestly, I'm nervous to even hang with because 
I don't want to be around nothing that could cause temptation, business or the lifestyle that you're living. So, you know, you don't cut people off because you chose to live a different lifestyle. You know, if that's your friend, that's your friend. You know, matter of fact, you help your friend. You know, your friend, watch your lifestyle change, then they become changed. You don't just let them go like that. But there are some who just don't prefer to be around me because of my lifestyle change. And then, you know, people grow up and people change. But I'm just making this fresh start that I took the guard down that, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, you know, skeptical on letting people in because I'm not no longer going to think that no one's going to walk out on me and or leave me or do anything because I don't operate in the fence whether anybody do walk off or anything. I will not be moved. Hallelujah. So I let that go regarding, you know, the anxiety, um, the childhood, you know, separation anxiety I had. I'm not going to have that, you know, in my life, you know, so. You know, who the sun says free is free indeed. So, sweetheart, I just wanted to get on here and just got telling me to tell you all these things. So, thank you so much for listening. I don't talk so much to you. I didn't release everything I said to you today. I done made probably like 10 episodes for you today. Yeah, and I, you know, I didn't release someone here. No. And I just thank God so much. Yes. I want to get a bowl of cereal. I haven't ate cereal in so long. Yeah. I want some cereal. Yeah. Yeah. I want some cereal. I don't like when they... I'm in a basement. I don't like when they drill in the ground because that causes all kinds of creatures and rodents to come up from the ground. And I don't want nothing coming in here. I mean, I, I, there are no no um, roaches or nothing like that. I thank God. You know, in the summertime, I saw a couple of spiders and, you know, centipedes and grasshoppers because I'm, I'm in the ground, you know, and, you know, I just, I don't want to see. One thing I just cannot really do is mice. And I know that they're everywhere. It ain't about how you live. It's just they're everywhere in the sewage, you know, in the tunnels. They everywhere under the ground, you know, they, they travel everywhere. But I just don't, I just cannot stand them. Like, oh God, like, come, don't, don't come near me. Don't come in my home. Do you know I pray every day? It, it, no, mom's, you're not even going to want to be in here. You're not even going to want to, you know, <laughs> you're going to turn around if you're thinking about coming in here and go somewhere else. I, I mean, I do that. I talk about that every day. I declare that every day because I had a place where I was staying at. What is that? I, on a, I'm trying to think of that note I got on the fridge. And I got a, yeah. That place I was at on 4th Street, oh my God. Just imagine if I invited you in there. Oh my God. It's a beautiful place, but it just had a lot of mice in there. And what would you would have done? You know what I'm saying? I'm from Fashion Lake. What you would have done? You would have played it off? <laughs> you like you ain't see it? Or you would have got the heck of it? <laughs> you better not make me feel uncomfortable. You better not like you don't see it. <laughs> oh, God. Amy. <laughs> Sweetheart. Oh, God. <laughs> You probably jumping on the, jumping up on the bed more than I am. <laughs> you better not be like that. No, you know, don't be like that. You know, you're the man of the house. <laughs> you gotta get stuff if we see stuff like that. Yeah, but um, I just was like God. I'm not. I'm not. I, I. I'm just. I'm just not like that. I. I, I just can't do this. You know, this is just too much. You know, I had my son grew up very fast. I was like DJ, come in the kitchen. Go look in there first. You see a mouse. 
No, I don't see a mouse. Okay, go look in the bathroom. You see a mouse. No, I don't see a mouse. Like, okay, son, thank you. You understand. And one time I was sitting on the phone, I don't tell somebody this. One time I was sitting down on the toilet, <laughs> at the door closed, and one peeped in. I said, oh my God. Oh my God, I went crazy. I went crazy. His head got stuck trying to hurt and get out. I said, oh my God. Oh my God. It was so disgusting. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like that. No. But if you look around everywhere, there are like rat traps and mice traps outside and black little bends everywhere. You know, um, yeah, just got to be careful with that. You know, I mean, it's around, you understand, you know, I'm just, I just don't like that. I just don't like that. Oh my goodness. I don't like that. I thank God I haven't seen a roach in years. I'm talking about that. Decades of years. I, I haven't seen a roach in so long. I thank God that, you know, I don't know where they went, but I haven't been seeing them in people's homes or anything. You know, at one point, ooh, Angel, wow. At one point, you you know, you go places and you, that's what you normally see. You know, you normally see roaches. Not anymore. Where they go? Oh, God. It don't even matter, huh? They went to Joe's apartment. So I'm just like, that's a movie. Joe's apartment. <laughs> because when we was kids, in our house, man. <laughs> Man, talk about roaches. Oh, my God. I was I was scared to even go to school thinking when I was going to fall out somewhere. I was like, man, this is... Remember they had all these parties, and they put their coats in the closet. I'd be like, oh, I don't know why they put their coats in that closet. You understand? They're going to leave out with, a, they gonna leave out with some friends. I'm trying to tell you. I know a couple of them did in their car. <laughs> I don't know where this roach come from. <laughs> where this roach come from in my car? <laughs> God recording this. He likes I'm laughing because I was crying earlier for you. Yes, okay. I thank you, Father. Yes, enjoy the morning. Oh, angels, thank you. SBR, yes. I mean, people are looking out roaches and everything. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. You know, you got to be, you know, you got to adapt, sweetie, because we go places in ministry. You don't know what where God going to have us. You know, God had me in a place where I had to use the bathroom in the hole outside, surrounded by straw. You understand? So I tried to hold myself as much as I could to go to my hotel where I had a toilet. But, you know, you can't hold yourself. But that's not good. So I was like, I don't even know how they even do this. How they stoop down to use the bathroom like this. It's no, and you just got to stoop very low because you don't want to miss that hole that's thick in the ground. And once the hole gets filled up, they cover it up and dig another one. And I was like, you know, you got to get adopted to stuff like that. You may go to somebody's house and, you know, they got chickens all over the place running around. You know, you got, you know, and got to adopt. You can't have people feeling uncomfortable. And God said, you would never do that. I thank you for not doing that. Because sometimes we make people feel so uncomfortable, even in our own family. You understand? We can't be doing that. You understand? I don't want to eat your food. I don't want, we don't even have to say it. You know, just, um, you know, just take a plate to go or whatever. And, and how about this? Don't take it if you're not going to eat it. You understand? I mean, I go from, I start with myself first, but you know, for the most part, I'm not the one that just say, I don't eat everybody's food. You know, I give it a try because if I eat any deadly thing, it would never harm me. And then I say my grace before I eat. So covered regardless, but you know, I just thank God that I, I look at people, you know, not how they live and you know, what they have and don't have. You know, fortunately, to determine whether I should eat there or not, I just see that you have 
you know, cooked over the stove to prepare a meal for us. I'm that grateful. Yes, you can fix me a plate. You understand? Um, but I will let you know if I don't like something. And I mean by, like, before I even get it, like, oh, you serving what? Chicken feet? Oh, I, I don't even eat chicken feet. But I get the, what else do you have? Yeah, I get the size. That's why I'm not going to eat something I just don't eat. And that's something I'm not doing. You understand? I'm not eating no fat back. I'm not eating any of that. You understand? I'm not doing any of that. But, book, I just got out here to say all of that. Uh, DJ, the baby crying. I want to knock on her. So she cries all the time. I want to knock on her door and just give her a hug. Like, come here. I would love for her to be over here with me. Keep me company. Mm. Thank you, DJ. You all right? I'm talking to you eating a bowl of cereal. That's what kind of says. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, I thought it was like fruit. It's fruit loops. Oh, they got something called what's this? <laughs> a fruit round? Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> what's fruit round? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Come on with the cereal, man. With food rounds, man. <laughs> it's good, though. Mm -hmm. It's hitting the spot. I haven't had cereal in so long. Mm -hmm. That's all we ate is 80 babies, 90 babies, cereal. Morning, noon, and night. Cereal, cereal, cereal. I want to know your favorites. I just know your favorite color. Mm. God told me, remember? He told me. I said, God, what's, what color is in the cake? God said, what do you sound? Green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like regular green. Not like lime green, jungle. You like the um, green. Mm. I'm going to get some green for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I look nice and green. You look nice in that green you had on. You know what, sweetheart? A lot of things that you have, I have similar. You have like the man version. I have the woman version of the things. Yeah, a lot of things you have, I have a woman version of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, we have the same style. Yeah. Like those pants you had on, them jeans you had on. Not last Sunday you wore black ones, but burgundy and white. When you had the jeans on with the cap. The uh, base, basketball cap. I think it had number 20, 23 on it. I have some jeans like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't worn them yet. They too, they too big. I tried shrinking them. They're still too big. 
just how good. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to you all day. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love you. Mm. I love you so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not eating cereal in your ear. Excuse me, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't wake you up and do stuff. Mm-mm. I try to be quiet. God says that you, you're like so much. I cannot believe that we have so much things the same. Yeah, but we have some differences too, of course, because we two individuals. But for the most part, it's a lot the same. Mm-hmm. You alert. You always alert. Me too. You don't have to open your mouth to create a conversation with those who know you. You can just look and they know what you're talking about. <laughs> huh? <laughs> when you used to come in the quiet room, your eyes used to be so red. I'd be like, he's tired. He must be coming from work or something. I was like, he must be tired, his eyes red. Mm-hmm. Every time to go, they'd be like, anybody got a testimony, you know, keep it five minutes. Because I'm doing 20, and you looking like, man, I'm ready to go. I'll never forget those days. <laughs> I told you I was looking, but I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't tell you. Mm-mm. I wasn't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I thank God. I know now because I want to. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to you for hours <laughs> all day. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So good. Oh, good. Mm. I'm not okay. I miss you. I'm going to tell you what I miss. Uh-oh, that milk hit my stomach. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm about to get off here. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm just playing, sweetie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Wanna be gassy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go. Okay. Um, I wouldn't do that around you. No. I don't care what you for 20 years. I'm not doing that around you. No, I'm gonna walk away. 
I'm not doing that. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. You and I, I see it in you as in me, too. I'm not going to say get turned off easily. We get, we see things, we like, oh, mm certain things you just like mm, mm, yeah me too mm -hmm. but let's just pray for that person who said if it was up to them they would have me to wait longer You don't have to ask nobody to be with me. Because there will be nobody to ask but God. No one has that voice to say that. No one. You know, me and my dad been the best of friends my whole life, and out of everybody, I'm I I'm been so faithful as a daughter. I don't care if you're guilty or not. You're still my father. I'm coming to visit you. I wrote all the letters. I've given you my report cards, all the originals of me and my son letters. And footprints, handprints, and stuff of him and his baby book. I, I had you engaged in our lives as if you was never in prison. Um, this is my fourth time writing, and I get no response. So I said, you know, I'm just going to wait till he wants to respond. Yeah, I don't know. But he's fine because I Googled it. And then my aunt told me that she talks to him. I used to, but he don't have my new number. So, I don't know. What's up with that? Somebody told him that I got remarried to a white man. And I said to him, no, I'm not remarried. You understand? Um, I'm still single. And if I was to get married to, you know, a white man, a black man, a blue man, it will be my preference. But they're big on the black race. But we got to be careful with that because when we speak so much of one race, what does it say about the others who's right there in our face? They feel left out. So if people feel left out, that causes division. They're going to start going around their own kind. You understand? And that's where the rallies and all that stuff come. So that's what that was about. Yeah, between me and you. You know. You call me a cracker lover. You're not no longer my, you know. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then he made up, he, he apologized. He felt so, you know, because God had me to say some powerful words of love 
And sweetie, he, um, honestly, I just thank God that, you know, he, he getting my stuff that I'm re releasing to him. Because some people can feel guilty for not being there, for being locked up and just try to have a reason to stay away. Because the more they feel like, yeah, they get you around, it makes them feel like the more they wish they was there, they can't be. So some people feel like it's easier to cut people off. <coughs> that water burst out my mouth like that. I'm sorry, sweetie. Yeah, I said he squeezed it too hard. Mm. Excuse me, sweetheart. You heard it all. DJ. I shouldn't do this. I'm right here by the <clears throat> right here by the fridge. <clears throat> that's what that's what us parents do to our kids. Can you put this back for me? <laughs> Thank you. You'd be like, can you get the mocha chill, mocha chill be right there. It's right there, mom. <laughs> get the mocha chill. No, get the milk too, buddy. I'm done with this. Thank you. I'm done with all of it. We'll finish. Yeah. I wish I had like another snack or something. I got the munchies. Oh, God. Last time to lay down to be cozy. <laughs> I wish I was over there. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. Oh, I feel so cozy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for everything. I can leave that. Uh, put it in the fridge. Okay. Yeah, to the market. It. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mhm. Mm you, you too. You enjoy. Thanks, buddy. You're Love you. Tacos for tacos tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Oh, I fix something else because we. I don't, um. I ain't got no sour cream. No, we gotta get that get that guacamole up. That I mean that avocado. All right, I took the ground beef out. Hey, we'll come. All right, thank you, DJ. You good? Thank you. You're welcome. I'm gonna get the ground beef for tacos tomorrow. Now, where is that at? Without me knocking down every. Oh, you really? You gotta stop, dog. You gotta stop. Thank you, dog. I don't have to use no ground beef. I can use the um the plant-based ground beef. Thank you, God. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Just like that. Just help me like that. Just helping us. Thank you. I don't care about getting nothing, you know. I can say that ground beef for like some cheeseburgers or something. Oh, meatloaf. Mm. Okay. All right. Want some chitlin loaf? <laughs> that was a lot. Hustle I got me some chitlin loaf. I'm like, chitlin loaf. Come on, man. Come on, Daddy. You want some shit? I want your time. Let me stop teasing. I'm acting silly. I talked to you for another hour. I wrapped you up today, didn't I? Thank you for letting me do that. But I'm going to tell you like this. This is how you are. I'm telling you. This is how you are. Like this video, you don't have to go with me, no. I can, I can go, I can go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a sweetheart. Love you so much. Mm-hmm.
Mm, so good to me. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, it's cozy. I thank God. God, how do you feel right now? He said, I'm glad that you're glad. You were crying a lot today, Quenisha. You were crying so much today. I was. I was crying for my sweetie. Mm. To be in love and be over here, it's nothing about a way way to marry this man. It's to be in love with him and feel all of this on the inside and be over here. I would at least love to see him, you know. I don't care if he even see me there. Just the moment I get to see him, I'll be happy to encounter him, God, more. Yeah. I want to see him, but not just see him where he can't say anything to me. I don't like that. If you say anything to anybody, I, it ought to be me. You know, right now we prepare for the same thing. You know, help me. <clears throat> you know, you can help me. As others help him, who he needs, you know. I just thank you, God, so much for him. The love, sweetie, that you felt all this time, I'm feeling now. I've been feeling since 2021. Yeah. I started to get a picture of the birthday card and, and put it on my story. But God and the Holy Spirit had me not to do that because... God said that, you know, when you heard how I was crying, said, I just wanted to do something for your birthday. That really, you know, it touched you. Yeah. And I don't want to show you. I thought I would use it as a sense of humor. Like, look at this card. I remember that. You're going to take this card. But I don't want you to think like, you know, I should have just took the card. I didn't mean to hurt her feelings like that. Yeah. Sweetheart, the angels are moving a lot in here. Movements everywhere. Sweetheart, how do you feel? Because I I just want to know, how do you feel? Because you're the one who's, you know, really been on one accord, excuse me, with God regarding everything. You know, how do you feel right now? You know, how you feel regarding me? Do you need more healing? You okay? Because, you know, I want you to be okay. That was a lot you went through. I'm feeling the love that you've been feeling all this time. So I could just, a small piece of a token to close un, closely understand, you know, <clears throat> what you had to go through feeling this love and not being able to encounter it because you don't have no agreement yeah and things would have went fast too Mm -hmm. it would have went very fast some people date for a year and all that Mm -mm. we would have got very fast Mm -hmm. yep I just think God for preparing everything for us
Yeah. Just think not so much. I love, I love, <laughs> love you. Excuse me, make all this noise in the background. Please excuse me. Mm. Got ten minutes to talk to my Buka. I know it's a two-hour one. I collected to it. I collected to it. You gonna sit and listen? Yeah. I saw that picture of you. I was like, dang. That was my first reaction. I was outside in the community. You know, my mind somewhere else. You know, I'm focusing on what I'm doing. And I look at and God had me to see it. I was like, dang. Let me see it again. Dang. Yeah. I was like, dang. Dang, God. <laughs> yeah. Always been attracted to you. Mm. Yeah. I always have. I have to really receive, you know. Just receive my healing from that. I thank God I am healed from it. <clears throat> but I still have to stir myself up regarding it. Because regret is always around. Mm -hmm. But it can't come in. Yeah. Oh, God, I saw that. I saw that. You appear to look different every time. You're proud of me. Proud of me. Mm -mm. I love you. See, I love you too. Yes, I love you too. Thank you. Yes. And I'm falling asleep, sweetie. I'm falling asleep. I just give me a flashback because your parents you know your mom had to work so much and your father had to go you know you felt you know alone you know felt neglected a lot yeah without being neglected mm -hmm. hmm Yeah, but God, don't stop for you. I'm glad that you did call. That woke me up. Yeah. Don't stop for you, Buka. Mm, please excuse. I need to get some sleep, okay? I love you. Oh, I love you so much. Mm. I love you. Father, I love him. I had that uh, fly up there. Hey, Buka. Yeah, I want everybody to see that. I wanted just you to see it, but it was too many views looking at it. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that others that don't know what's going on, that knew knowing that I wish they didn't know. I wish I never ever clicked on that copied, you know, the copied statement you made. I wish I never copied. I mean, well, looked at the copy of it and answered it. I shouldn't even answered it. But it's okay. God is that intentional. He knew that was going to happen. I didn't. Yeah. 
God shall be number one. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm glad. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Yes, God. Sweetie, I'm going to get off of here. I'm dozing off. I love you. I want to get off of here. I love you. Sweetie, I love you so, so much. Thank you for taking your time. Thank you for your romance. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah. Okay, I gotta get some sleep. I love you. Thank you. I'm not talking about my head. When I say, I, I say thank you. But thank you for it. I don't know if I get when I get off. Really see the center? See the center. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, great is he that's in us, and he that's in the world. You gotta get off of here. Okay, I gotta go.
Oh, my time ran out. Greatest U.S. signals? He's in the world. Excuse me, sweetheart. I don't know if that was off. Off here. Yeah. Off here. Yeah.